Welcome to Tech for PD. I'm Jim Brown. And I'm Chad Jackson. And today we're going to be talking about simulation in the concept design phase. So before we get started with the debate, it's important to set the stage in terms of terminology and what's going on in the industry. Jim, why is this an important topic? So um, simulation at the concept design phase is really important because companies have to do their best to get products right up front and really to optimize early. And that way, all of the effort that they're putting into detailed design and, and really fleshing out what they're uh, planning to produce um, it, you know, is on target. And so it's, it's much more efficient, although it does certainly take a little bit more effort up front to get it right. Yeah, absolutely, that's true. Um, so there's a few different areas of technology improvement that we've seen recently. What's one that you've seen? Well, I think obviously the integration um, with CAD. So starting to see inclusion of simulation capabilities within CAD, and you see it from a lot of the big big providers. Uh, you know, yes. Siemens with NX, um, PTC with Creo. You see it in Autodesk with uh, with Fusion, um, yep. and, uh, and and also Deso with Simulia, uh, among others. Yeah, absolutely. There's also some smaller players as well. <clears throat> Kubotech has come out with a new product as of the beginning of this year called Key Creator Analysis. Also, Mentor Graphics has come out with Flow EFD, which is more on the PCB, PCB design side of the house. Um, so it's not just the big guys, smaller guys too. Another area of technology um, advancement has been topology optimization. So you look at Altair Engineering's uh, OptiStruct as well as Dassault acquiring FE Design, which has a similar type of capability. It removes material that's not being loaded from simulation comes up with completely new concepts and ideas and shapes. Yeah, some pretty unique looking things that, yeah. that are really counterintuitive at times, um, right. you know, but, uh, but also very exciting. Um, yeah. We're also seeing uh, other approaches to use, for example, the infinite computing in the cloud. So um, sending out uh, designs with uh, multiple permutations, combinations of parameters, having those actually um, behind the scenes, you know, in the cloud, run, do the analysis, and then come back and help provide information to the engineers on, on which of those combinations and permutations may have come up with some, you know, some of the more interesting yeah. uh, approaches. Now, the cloud is definitely uh, has an important role to play yeah, in absolutely. this type of topic. Uh, another one that's also important, and it's been changing a lot recently, is concept design itself. So mm -hmm. actually creating the 2D sketches and layouts that engineers use to kind of assess the form and fit of these designs. PTC's made a lot of progress in this area uh, with Creo, Layout, and Sketch. Also, you see SolidWorks came out with a new product called SolidWorks Mechanical and Conceptual right. earlier this year. And also, Synchronous Technology from Siemens. I mean, it's a very flexible tool. It can always be applied in this space. Okay. So, lots of different advancements. Uh, it's now time to debate the topic. Yeah, I don't think we see this one exactly the same. <laughs> All right, we're going to get started. Um, what, what are you doing? Sorry, just practicing my force choke. Maybe we should get to the debate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So today what we're going to do is we're going to debate whether conceptual simulation is ready for the mainstream. Chad? So my position is uh, I think the technology is ready. Um, it, it's just not necessarily in the form that we expected. You know, I think when everybody's talked about simulation-driven design, it's always been about CAD and simulation integration. How do you drop simulation tools into a CAD 
environment, right? But I think instead, I think what we've realized by the time we start using CAD, most of the design decisions have been made. So simulation actually needs to start being used before you get to CAD, before you get to detailed design. So simulation before you get to very detailed design models is one form of it. Also engineering calculations is yet another form of it. So I, I think it's ready for mainstream. Yeah, and, and I, I think from a technology perspective, you're right, and, and so, you know, in this case, we're gonna agree, but technology, as usual, is not the biggest issue, right? Uh, you know, the technology's ready, uh, it's available, and for those, you know, early adopters and the people that have already been, uh, been, you know, attempting to do this and get products right up front, then they can move to some new, newer technology that's gonna make their lives a lot easier. But what it comes down to is, is just enough companies aren't willing yet to you know, the old adage of measure twice, mm -hmm. cut once. We're just seeing too many people that aren't willing to invest extra time up front when the real pressures of product development come down, they wanna start moving. And yeah. uh, okay. unfortunately, that's an organizational and a, and a cultural issue. Okay, I, I understand your point. I think the caveat to that, though, is that people are already doing it today. I mean, engineers assess different concepts and ideas uh, today, they're just doing it, not necessarily simulation tools, they're doing it on graph paper, Excel spreadsheets, and they're not just looking at form and fit, but also the function side of the house. So to me, this just represents an upgrade in the tools that they can use to enable them to make the right decisions and perform those assessments far faster and more accurately. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, and, and I think one of the things to think about, though, is who's actually going to be using these tools. And in the, uh, in, in the great words of the wise, uh, what was his name, Chad Jackson, um, during our, our simulation uh, topic a way back, um, I, I think somebody in there, you know, looking a lot like you with a beard, said that uh, we really need to uh, have experts using the simulation tools and that they're really not going to be rank and file. So, uh, so how are we going to take all of these experts and move them into conceptual design? Do you, mm. I, don't, I don't see it happening. So I, I just think we're not quite ready yet for, okay. uh, for mainstream that way. All right. Well, those are good points. The good thing is that they get to vote. Yeah. All right. All right. So that was a good debate. Now it's time to um, look in the future in the crystal ball. Um, Jim, why don't you go first? <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'll take the obvious thing. I think we're gonna see uh, continued inclusion of, the, uh, of simulation capabilities in the core design tools in, in the CAD packages. Okay. I think we're gonna see that. And, and continued ease of use. So that, that streamlining is gonna to continue to happen. Yeah, and I think that's especially true of the concept design tools that are coming mm -hmm. out. Absolutely. And actually that leads into my point, which is um, kind of apping the process, right? Okay. So, so to perform simulations, especially conceptual simulation, you want to be able to track multiple different kinds of concepts and their results, right, and be able to compare them. So you need lots of different capabilities, so a little bit of modeling, a little bit of data management, a little bit of simulation. We've seen this type of thing from uh, Metro Graphics with Flow EFD is a really good example. Another one is uh, Dassault with the 3D Experience Vision, right, and that, yeah. that, those, those are both really good examples of that. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that you mentioned data management, I think we're gonna see also in the future more, there's just gonna be more simulation data to manage, so that's gonna become yeah. a domain that people are gonna have to get really good at, and then we'll see that um, being more linked back to the core product designs, and you know, obviously that helps for things like design changes. Um, yeah. 
That's true. So. You know, another area that is probably going to explode with a lot more simulation data. Actually, we try and simulate so things don't explode. It's, Most things is, are not supposed to. The data explodes. Sorry. Um, is business intelligence applied to this? Right. So a really good example of that is TechPlot. Um, it's really interesting what they've done, being able to look at lots of different simulations, pull out trends, and then leverage that for decisions. Right, and if you're in the munitions business, keep things exploding, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. Um, it's time for the consequence, and I, I think we have something a little special this time. All right, folks. Uh, yeah, surprise, it's me, I lost this one. Um, looks like you guys didn't agree we need to take advantage of the extended capabilities of mobile platforms for PLM. So, it's, um, it's time to have a little fun. <laughs> All right, Chad. Tell me a little bit about mobile, mobile PLM, buddy. <laughs> All right, so that was the uh, consequence, paintballs. And it didn't feel very good. As you can see, <laughs> that's going to hurt later. <laughs> so, uh, Chad, that looked a little painful. <laughs> It was, I'm still in pain. I wish I could say I was sorry. <laughs> nice. Well, so we wanna thank our sponsors, Autodesk and Metro Graphics. Without you, we couldn't make the show possible. Right, thanks for joining us.